Welcome back, Heartbreakers. I'm Amanda here with my co-hosts. I'm Madison. I'm Kelsey. I'm Juliana. On today's episode, we are doing a trope feature where each of us selected a trope. We each picked three books um, to talk about within that trope. And then we're also going to have recommendations for everybody else's tropes as well. So we are super excited to dive into that. But before we do, I would really love to know what everyone has been reading since our last episode. Juliana, you can go first. Yes, let me put my, um, hold on, let me, let me pull my Kindle out. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I don't even know what I talked about last weekend. Okay, so I have been trying, because it's spooky season, I've been trying to dabble in some dark romance. I quickly found out it's not for me. Um, <laughs> um, just, nope, nope. Um, I saw a this thing on TikTok. You know when you see those reels or like a TikTok? Don't read any of like, the dark romances on TikTok. I know, I know. Listen, it was a mistake because let me tell you. Um, I saw this TikTok and it was talking about this really sweet quote about this, like it was really cute and it made it, and with the pictures in the background, it seemed like a sweet aesthetic, even though it was like a more dark romance. I was like, well, this is a good transition. So misleading. So I- explain dark uh, romance to me? It involves a lot of kinky shit. And it's mafias. Wild. And mafias and- Mafia. Well, this one's not mafia. Bully romance is- and stalkers and- Or sex trafficking. Sex like- trafficking, um, sex clubs. Billionaires. Yeah. People that- Billionaire romances are. Billionaires that are like into really freaky shit, but they have to keep it on the down low because they're billionaires, aka public figures. Oh, that doesn't sound fun. It involves a lot of yeah. chains no. and whips and choking- well, is Fifty Shades of Grey a dark those, right? romance? No. Oh. Fifty Shades of Grey is like BDSM. Well, I tried I to read game. Haunting Adeline, if you know that book. Jules, that's what you decided to go in on at, for I your didn't first know time. What I was getting into. That's my point. I had no idea. I had literally no clue. I thought, oh, this is. A, I thought it was about a girl who lived in a spooky house because, again, this TikTok. <laughs> I thought she lived in a spooky house because there's a skull on the front and it talks about this house with her grandmother in it. And that there's this cute guy who's like, likes her a lot. And He's a fucking he... psychopath. Oh, you guys have no idea. You, nope, nope. Amanda does apparently. I haven't <laughs> read it, but I've like had like my friend Meredith, who is my go-to dark romance girl, I, has, I don't know, I don't know if Mare's read it actually, but I've seen tons of reviews about it. What's it called? Haunting like... Adeline? Yes. Haunting Adeline. There's H- part one and two. I think it's by I... H.D. Carlton. Yeah, I'm upset because I used an audible credit on it. That's even worse. <sighs> yeah. So, but, but it look, I'll have to send you guys the TikTok that made Lesson me learned, it. my love. Well, Lesson look, learned. I'm going to send you guys the TikTok so you can be like, oh, I can see why you got it. Because it was like, it said something about um, their last name. And he was like, it's saying that basically saying that he'll give her, her his last name, but it made it sound very sweet. Like it seemed like, a quote no, that I would he's like, love. I'll give you my last name and some of this dick. Well, it didn't say that. No, it gets fantastic reviews. I mean, yeah, everybody is obsessed with like, if you're into that sort of thing, well, that's, that's what well, I looked at um, is all over stuff. I see it all the it's time. Everywhere. Was forever booked up the one who, who suggested it. Hmm? Was forever booked up the one who suggested it. No, um, I've seen it everywhere though. Like I saw when I realized that was the cover, I was like, oh, tons okay, of people. I've seen this before. I I'm gonna find the TikTok. And then there's also a second one that's hunting Adeline. 
Yes, that's and part then two. That's her, after she gets kidnapped. Yeah, and then her other book um, that I've seen a ton of people talk about too is called Does It Hurt? And that one is like they're marooned on a deserted island and this guy is like really fucked up. So anyway, I'm going to have to put that explicit content sticker on this episode. Okay, so this is what it was. <laughs> it says her... It's like these two really cute pictures of these of this couple, and it's like just the video. Her, I don't even know your last name, and then it says him Meadows. Our last name is Meadows, and I thought, oh, this is gonna be like a marriage of convenience, spooky haunted house read. Like just from that TikTok and from the comments, everybody is like, oh my gosh, I love this book so much. This book is incredible. I'm in love with him. He's such a great guy. Um, the way he said R is so sweet and oh my god this this just went on and on and I was like this book must be incredible so I tried to read it and I quickly gave up very fast I will say I've dabbled slightly in dark romance one like if it's something that you want to like dip your toe in um master of salt and bones by carrie lake was really good i really loved it and jules i think you might like that because it's not as fucked up as that book is or from what i've heard um and it's definitely got like gothic romance it's more gothic romance than dark romance so it's perfect for spooky season if you ask me so definitely check that one out and i believe it's on ku so actually i know it is because that's where um, does somebody else want to talk about what they've been reading i I can yeah go ahead kelsey oh you go ahead if you want Good Christ, one of you go. Okay, I'll go. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I've I've been reading the very secret society of irregular witches, and it is fantastic. Did Have you, you ever Addie LaRue? Uh no. So I'm still listening to Addie LaRue too. So my Libby hold expired, and I was like, no, <laughs> I'm only halfway through. And so I got it on, I got into my mother-in-law's Audible and bought it there, which I asked her if it was okay. I didn't steal anything. Um, so I'm still only halfway through. After that? Huh? What will you be listening to after that, Kelsey? So after that, I'm going to listen to maybe like a Sarah Adams book. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm going to listen to... <laughs> I'm gonna listen to A Court of Mist and Fury. My gosh, she literally, for all the rest of you podcast listeners, she literally texted us yesterday and she was like, guys, oh no, I saw a reel with Tamlin and Feyre and Resand, and I think I shouldn't have watched it. And I was like, oh my gosh, read the book. Read Feyre the book. and Resand end up together. Don't at say. this point, you're making a bigger deal out of not reading it than you are out of reading it. And it should be the other way around. And it's really starting to drive me bonkers. Just read the damn book, please. Yeah, the worm just screwed with me. We've told you a thousand times the worm has no bearing on the second book or the third or the fourth or the fifth for that matter. The worm is dead. The worm no longer exists. Forget about the worm. The thing is, once Please. She's into it, she's going to be like, oh my gosh, guys, this book is so good. Why did I wait so long to read this? And we're going to be like, we fucking told you. We love you. Just read the book. We would never okay. steer you wrong. Okay. I will read it as soon as I finish Addie LaRue. Okay. I'll allow it because that book is also amazing. But I can't find where I left off in Addie LaRue. So I'm listening to like so much that I already listened to before. 
I, I don't know where I left off. But back to the very secret society of irregular witches. Everybody should read this book. It is so cute. Save your um, raving about it for the episode that we're going to review it in. Kelsey. Okay. So everybody should listen to The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. <laughs> Kelsey, I just wanted to formally apologize for attacking you over. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. It's okay. Sometimes I need it. <laughs> Madison, what are you reading? Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for asking. It was totally out of the blue. I never expected that you'd ask me that question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rolling um, my eyes out of my head. I brought three books with me plus my Kindle when I went on vacation to Chicago last week. Um, I read none of those books, but I did buy four new books while I was there. (laughs) Um, I I like to, whenever we travel, I like to buy a book in whatever city or town we're in as like a little memento because I hate buying souvenirs. Um, because I never do anything with them, but I'm like books, I will always read. And then I can pick up a book and be like, oh yes, I bought this in Prague. Um, I've never been to Prague. <laughs> More like <laughs> I bought this in Columbus, Ohio. I bought, <laughs> I bought this in a suburb of Chicago. <laughs> uh, anyway, so <laughs> um so when we went to Chicago, uh, I, I walked um, many, many miles to go. We couldn't get our bus passes to work, our train, whatever. We were taking buses and trains. We could, not, we could not get Josh's to work. So we walked like five miles to this bookstore. Gosh. It was horrible. I will not say the name of the bookstore because- How did you find such- it? We have such a huge following on here and I wouldn't want people to not go there. You people know? would bash it. If they thought we didn't like something, they would go crazy after them. So we have to. Be yes. Careful. So how uh, did you find this place? Why did you go there? I just looked up bookstores in Chicago um, and it looked really cute. But let me explain to you why it was bad. Their romance section was exactly two and a half shelves. This bookstore had bad. like thousands upon thousands of books and their romance section was literally two and a half shelves and I was like what is this nonsense and it was all like mass market paperbacks which is fine if that's what you're into but you know we're not no they had like one Jasmine Guillory book is that how you say her last name whatever they had one of those and they had like um get a life Chloe Brown and they had I think like a Catherine center book. It was literally the only like cartoon books they had cartoon cover books were ones that I'd already read. So I left. And that night when we went to dinner, it was next to a Barnes and Noble and I walked in there (laughs) and let me tell you, it was the best Barnes and Noble I've ever been in, but I bought kingdom of the wicked and kingdom of the cursed to start rereading those. And I finished kingdom of the wicked. I'm in the middle of kingdom of the cursed. And then when we went, we went to an all romance bookstore. There's only two in the country 
Oh my gosh. This was one of them. It's outside of Chicago. It was amazing. 10 out of 10 recommend it. If you live anywhere near Chicago, What's or you're the name of here, it? it's called Love's Sweet Arrow. Very good. Talk to the owner. She was super nice. She was like, let me know about your books. And if you want to have a signing here, we could do that. And I was like, okay, oh. ma'am. Um, so she was super nice. 10 out of 10 recommend. They're amazing. And I got um, Ever After Always. That's that's Chloe or Chloe. That's Freya and Aiden's book, right? I got that one. And then I got Just Like Magic, even though I have an ARC of that. But uh, I will be reading Just Like Magic next, probably. But also, also, Juliana. Wow. Um, the, the newest Akawar graphic audio came out. <gasps> so I've been listening to that. Oh, I haven't got to listen to it yet. I ran out of Audible credits because I wasted it on Haunting Out of Line. I think you can return that. Jules, you can so? return audibles. Can I get it back? My credit back? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can. If I return it, confirm. You will get one credit back. I will. <gasps> wow. Yeah, we'll get the next Akawar. It's pretty good so far. I'm only like two chapters in or something. But... I actually, well, I don't know. My next one on my wish list was um, Twice Shy. So I know. I've been really trying to listen to that, but I don't know. Uh, Twice Shy is really good. I think you'll like it a lot. It's a uh, grumpy sunshine. I love And we love Sarah Hogle. Yeah. Oh, I do love her. But you should listen to the next act. What was her first release? Was it? You Deserve Each Other. And then Twice Shy and then Just Like Magic. You Deserve Each Other was her first release? Mm Mm-hmm. That's upsetting. Amanda, what have you been reading? Um, I think last week I was talking about my little, um, dark Peter Pan retelling rabbit hole that I went down. Yes. Yeah. So I finished that series. I think when we talked last weekend, I had finished the first two and then I was about to read the third one, read and finished the third one. They're really short. They're less than like two fifty each. So they were quick reads. Um, absolutely loved that series. And I was under the impression that the third one, which is called Their Vicious Darling, is was the, the final book in the series. I was mistaken. There is a fourth book coming out, hopefully by the end of the year, that I'm really excited for based on the way the third one ended. Um, and then speaking of finishing series, I also read The Final Gambit by Jennifer Lynn Barnes, finished that series as well. Also fantastic. Loved it very much. If you're looking for like mystery with like riddles and mm, kind of uh, not really dark academia vibes, but just like a secluded setting. I felt like it's a very fall series, mm. very like perfect to read this time of year. So, and then right now I'm working on a thriller, which is called You're Invited. And that's it. All right. We want to dive into this now. Yes. Who wants to go first? Okay. Don't, don't everybody you explain in? the premise of this episode or did you already do that? Well, I can do it. Well, I kind of already did, but basically we made the decision to, instead of focus on a single book or a few books or whatever, we made the decision to focus on tropes, our favorite tropes that we love to read. So we have each selected a different trope. We will each be discussing three books, three of our favorite books within that trope. And then each one of us will also have a selection for everybody else's tropes as well. So we'll each be recommending six books before this episode is over. Sound good to everybody? Yay. All right, Jules. Jules, Jules, you up. 
So, of course, of course, my favorite trope has to be grumpy sunshine. You say, of course, but you refused to choose last week. You were like, will I do grumpy sunshine or? Well, I just, I went back and forth because I do love a good friends to lovers and I love. Actually, the choices were grumpy sunshine or brother's best friend. Yeah, that's what it was. Yes, I love Brother's Best Friend, but I feel like <laughs> Grumpy Sunshine's a lot more broad. Brother's Best Friend yeah. is very, very specific. So that's true. I feel like I can go like Grumpy Sunshine and pick a lot of options, whereas Brother's Best Friend that really narrows it down for yeah, me. Yeah, that's a really niche type of trope. You're right about that. I love it, but it is a niche. Yeah, so I picked Grumpy Sunshine because I just feel like I could think, and I could think of probably like 10 examples, but to narrow it down to my top three was pretty hard. And also trying to narrow it down to books we haven't already spoke about because that was what was difficult about things we never got over. But I talked about that, you know, not that long ago. So I was trying to pick things that we haven't really discussed. Yeah, that was another kind of caveat that we had too, is books that we either haven't discussed before or books that we haven't gone super in depth on before yeah like just a slight mention <laughs> them, honorable mention Kelsey it. will be breaking that rule just a little bit but it's totally fine it's, it's yeah well we didn't want to be like giving you guys all recommendations for books we've already, we've already talked about yeah <laughs> but Kelsey we're allowing it because each one of those books is top tier in her chosen trope so yes absolutely so yes good. and we can redirect you to our past episodes where we talked about those and you absolutely okay sure. so grumpy sunshine so my first one is um culty by Mariana Zapata I don't know if you guys have read Mariana Zapata have any of you no I tried all roads lead here is that oh yeah what it's called i yeah. started it um but then i realized quickly it was a single dad age gap and you guys know it's just not your thing yeah. it's, it's not the only one that hits for you is funny feelings so yeah and i'm not saying that i won't go back to it and read it because it seemed good to start off with um and it did seem interesting to me but i was also like this is like a 500 plus page book of single dad age gap and I was like I'm just not in the mood for this right now well really needed that fall book recommendation remember when I kept oh yeah when you were struggling so bad yeah and so I was like I was in such a book slump and I wanted a fall book so badly and then I started to read that one and I was like oh my gosh I I'm already in such a slump I can't read a book that's already like set up to fail well her her writing is very different than any other author I've ever read I mean it's so completely different and that's a mindset I have to have going into her books like I can't read her pick up a book by her anytime and read it because the couple normally does not get together till about 90 percent of the way through the book yeah that's my other thing too just a quick why I haven't read any Mariana Zapata is a because they're long as shit and you guys know how I feel about romance novels that are like plus 350 I can't do it. Well, fantasy on one hand, I could do all day. And then also, I love me a slow burn, but like slow burn at that length of a book is also really daunting to me and not something that I'm like really on. That's why I have to have the right mindset going into it. Like I have to be in the mood for Mariana Zapata because she very much is a slow burn. But every time I've read her book and I've gone through it, I'm like, is this going to be worth it at the end? Is it going to be satisfying? And it is. It's very satisfying because you have all these tiny moments that build up to big moments and it's just, it's incredible, but you have to be in the mood for that. Like I have to be in a very specific, Ooh, I want to read Mariana Zapata right now. I don't have much going on in life. I don't need that much entertainment. I'm just going to pull up a Mariana Zapata. But anyway, let's talk about Colty. That was the one. Yeah, sorry. So uh, you're fine. So um, Colty is about 
it is a little bit of an age gap. Um, it is about a girl who plays soccer and her coach, but her coach was actually her favorite um, soccer player growing up. So she had, she like adored him. Like had- one quick question, Jules, are all of Mariana Zapata's books like sports romances? No. Okay. Cause I feel like, I mean, the wall of Winnipeg and me is about football and football. from Lukov, she has Lukov with love line. is like, from Lukov with love is like ice. ice yes. Ice. Yeah. yeah it's like ice skating. Okay. Sorry. I just was curious. No, they're not. Um, she's under lock, which is like a, um, like a tattoo shop thing that she's got all kinds of different oh, books. She has so fun. many. There's so to go back to culty, it's just really good. It's, um, of course it's a slow burn and I, I don't mind an age gap as long as it's not ridiculous. And this isn't like, it's a, like it's a standard age gap. Doesn't ever bother me. Um, it's really interesting because he is, kind of a jerk in the beginning and because she adored him like she thought that he was this incredible soccer player and she was like oh my gosh Colty like I get to meet him and so she meets him and she's like oh my goodness I'm a big fan and he's just kind of like yeah whatever like he really brushes everybody off he doesn't really care for people and he's kind of a jerk and you really you don't like him at first but then you just start to know more about him and he realizes that he acts like a jerk and that you know he actually does have fans out there it's just Oh, it's just so good. I would recommend everybody go read it because it is really incredible. Do you um, watch, um, oh, what's the soccer show? Ted Lasso? No, I haven't seen that. Oh my gosh, you should. You would love is it. Is it good? Is it funny? So, so good. It's hilarious and heartwarming and every episode just leaves you feeling so happy and like there are actually good things in the world. I love that. That makes me so But happy. it's made by Jason Sudeikis and he's the main character. So it's hilarious, obviously. Oh, I love that. Um, so yeah, that was my first one was Colty. I'm sorry. I'm going to kind of fly through these because she's getting fussy and I am in pain. Um, so my next one is The Love Hypothesis by Allie Hazelwood. I feel like this is such a classic. Everybody knows what it is or you've at least seen the cover. Like, you know, you know, a general idea about it. But um, and it's turning into a movie. I saw that. I'm so excited for that. That's gonna I'm be thrilled. Fun. I bet. I Maybe I'll actually read it before that movie comes out. Josh was asking, "Would it be if they casted Adam Driver?" Okay, listen. Today at lunch, I was talking to Josh, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I forgot to tell you, one of my favorite books is being turned into a movie." And he was like, "Oh my gosh, how cool!" And I was like, "You know what? Screw you, honestly." Um, and he was like, "Okay, fine. Tell me everything about it." And I so I started telling him, and he was like okay, give me your fan cast. And I was like, he was like, you know what? No, I'm going to give you the fan cast. And he's like, let me see the cover. And he was like looking at them and he was like, okay, I think for the girl it's, um, Shorsha, whatever her name is, Ronan or something. The girl from little women. Yeah. Um, and he was like, and then for the guy, I was like, Adam driver. And he was like, no, that's not what I'm feeling. And I was like, well, it's, it's based on Adam driver. And he was like, no, I don't, I don't think so. He was like, I think the guy who plays Dudley in Harry Potter. And I was like, I'm honestly going to get up and leave this table. What? He was just trying to get to me. Well, it worked. I was like, it is Adam Driver. And he's like, Adam Driver would never be in that movie. And I was like, you know what? Goodbye, sir. Good. The thing that I can't stand about Dudley is that he never like moves his mouth when he talks. (sighs) I hate it. I won't be able to notice anything else. I know. Now I'm only going to see that when I see him. Um, He just talks like this. But yeah, if you haven't 
read the love hypothesis it is about olive and adam olive is a student at where is it at i don't know i was honestly just thinking about that today because i know love on the brain is in houston and i was like but wait where is the love hypothesis good question well anyway it is a student a professor but it's not her professor they're in different departments um stanford like huh stanford oh yeah stanford okay so it's really interesting. It's a really great book, but he's, um, he's grumpy in a different way. I don't know how to explain his grumpiness. How would you say that? Because he is, I more... wouldn't say he's necessarily that grumpy. It's I just he's like an inner cinnamon roll, but he's just really quiet and reserved on the outside. So he comes off grumpy, but he's not actually grumpy. I agree. He's not really, um, he's not really grumpy. He's just quiet and he gives his students bad grades and so everybody's like oh he's the worst he's this he's that but really he's just not a very talkative guy but he is a sweet little cinnamon roll he's a great person um and I love that Olive brings that out in him he's just um and I love him because he's just I like a good nerdy character Mm -hmm. which is what I'm going for in the book I'm currently writing right now I'm going for that little bit of nerd um and I you know I love that with love on the brain too it's just something to enjoy. I feel like it makes them a little bit more real versus being like this perfect, like really cool, funny person. I feel like there's that's not in everybody. Yes, no, I love the love hypothesis. Um, yeah, it's a really good one. And then really my last one question. um is the hating game. Ugh, I feel that's like that's the OG. It is the it's the OG office place, grumpy sunshine, like enemies to lovers. I don't know I just feel like when I think of when I think of office or like co-worker romance I immediately think of that and then when I think of enemies the lovers I think of that like those two I feel like it owns those but I feel like grumpy sunshine's in there too because Josh is definitely grumpy but all of these are similar in the sense that like they have reasonings why they're grumpy they're not just assholes and you end up falling in love with them of course by the time it's over yeah I don't think anybody would read a grumpy sunshine where they're actually grumpy (laughs) You know, like they have to be grumpy for reasons. For a reason. Yeah. It's not like yeah. they're jerks just to be a jerk, you know. But by the end, they're always cinnamon rolls. They on the are inside. always the best. I love, y'all know, I love a good grumpy character, someone who's very misunderstood. Okay. So, everybody, what does everybody else have for? Wait, um, Jules, did you say all three of yours? Yes. I'm done. Oh, yeah. The hating game. That's right. Yeah. So, mine, since we're talking about it, um, my selection for Grumpy Sunshine is Everything for You by Chloe Lees. Um, Gavin is drab and gray and Oliver is technicolor. Like this is goes for their wardrobes, their lives, their homes, just everything. Um, Gavin doesn't really have a family. Whereas Oliver has, I wrote, dare I say too much, but there's no such thing because we the love Bergman. the Bergmans. We love the Bergman family so much, but Oliver, in comparison to Gavin, is just like this super bubbly, extroverted, effervescent type of personality. And Gavin is just really a cranky old man is what it boils down to. So that's my rec. Um, mine is love on the brain. I, it's, I mean, Allie Hazelwood is open about the fact that she has a type. And honestly, I will eat it up every single time. Like when she does the grumpy scientist and the sunshine scientist every single time. Um, but yes, I loved that one. 
that one is um he's grumpy for reasons and she is like i mean olive was very quirky in the love hypothesis but what's her name in this one jules oh it's hold on hold on i know it i just just read it reread it the other day it's becoming a comfort read for me which um it's rare for me to like want to reread stuff over and over and over again but once i found one like i'm all in okay what is homegirl's name i mean honestly i can't remember my own main characters names half the time so i have it right here i'm just trying to pull up the details but i was saying that i think you were gone when i said this but i said Allie is really open about the fact that she has a type and i will eat it up every single time i know like, his name is levi oh levi and b b yeah okay so i said i said olive is quirky but b is even more so like yeah she's so quirky and i love it um and i love their like grumpy sunshine dynamic because like i said I, he's not a true grump he's really not like no adam was not. adam was much more of a grump but it was like grumpy for reasons it was mostly a misunderstanding as to why i mean that was that was miscommunication done well was um, it was done so well and he because, was grumpy we simply side. because he was um in love with her forever and thought that she was married so he was grumpy for reasons um but yeah no I think Allie does grumpy sunshine super well I hope that she continues to do it have you got to read any of her novellas no I was waiting for them to all come out in the one book because you know she was putting them all out in one book together um, and I, it is out now, but I have not gotten it. Have you read them? No, I haven't yet. I've heard some good things about them. So I have, I've heard that they're, I think people have a problem with the fact that she writes the same kind of thing every time, but I'm like, man, I love so it. well that first time, like if that's her sweet spot, then keep at it. Like I won't get tired of it. No. And I like to know, okay, I'm going to Hallie Hazelwood book. This is kind of what I'm, and I think I learned so much from her book. Like I was listening, I listened to Love on the Brain and when I was over, like whenever it was done or whatever, and I was over listening to it, then, oh my gosh, when I was done listening to it, good Lord, um, I felt so smart. I felt like I had just um, went to college at freaking Harvard and I felt like I was about to go work for like an astronaut place I was just I was all into it I thought I was about to go to Huntsville I had gone to school at freaking Harvard and I was about to go work at an astronaut <laughs> I'm sorry I'm trying to I would love to have you Jules they'd be lucky to call you one of their own they would be they would be prone to kidney stones um but loves a lot <laughs> <laughs> that should be my new bio <laughs> Oh, I'm dead. Loves a lot. <laughs> loves a lot. Because that's what they. That's what they lots of love NASA. to give. <laughs> that's what they're worried about. They need love for the astronauts. Okay, Kelsey, what is your um, grumpy sunshine? Um, my grumpy sunshine is the simple wild because it doesn't uh, get any better. So much. Me too. It doesn't get any better than a grumpy, gruff, burly sky cowboy. amen my trope that I picked is second chance no one is surprised at all um the first one that I picked is ever after always 
by Chloe Lise, but I actually, I just got that one at the bookstore when I was in Chicago, which I mean, I've already read it a couple of times, but I got it in paperback. It's a marriage in crisis one. They're taking their family on, uh, well, they're taking their parents on an anniversary trip to Hawaii. Um, so I thought that was a fun setting too. I just thought the whole premise of this book was great because it was a different setting than California where it normally is. Um, it also has an anxiety rep. Which For Washington. Because they, they do go to Washington too, quite a bit. Oh yeah, in Washington. Um, but I it was in Hawaii. It's, uh, we know how I feel about marriage books. Um, and then it had anxiety rep, which I love. And it also had a, a plus size main character, which I liked. Because I also, I think I've talked about this on here, but I love a plus size main character where it's not like her whole personality. Like she's just living her life. I feel like some people that they make, they do make that their whole personality, but I hate reading books where it is. I'm like, can we not just have a heavier set character who's just living life like a normal skinny character? Like I feel the same way. Right. Like, why do we have to comment on it constantly? Yeah. Which, I mean, I kind of did that with low, like I, I would say she's probably more mid-sized, but like I mentioned it one time at the very beginning. And then it's just like never mentioned again, because it's like, we never in romance, you never read about skinny characters who are worrying about their body. Like you just don't really, I mean, That's maybe what, claim is. what she's skinny and worried about her body. Yeah, I guess she is in that one. But I was going to say, I just feel like it's not like a constant thing that's talked about with the average skinny character. But whenever you say that a character is heavier, it's like, that's their whole personality. That's their whole personality. Constantly. And I'm yeah. like, I don't, it doesn't have to be that way though. No. And I'm like, can we just have a plus size main character who is just has um, other, other issues in their life other than their size? Um, so yes, 10 out of 10 recommend that one. I recommend that whole series. It's amazing. Oh, so good. Um, the other one that I put on there. Oh, I couldn't decide between, you know, I'm just going to do just another love song. Um, I liked that one a lot. It was really cute. My favorite thing about all of, uh, Carrie's books are that they're set in Ohio, which is where I'm from. Um, and this one was set in a small town in Ohio, which I grew up in a small town in Ohio and where she said it is not very far from where I grew up, like 30 minutes, if that. So it felt very much like going back to my little hometown that I grew up in. So I loved the story in it, but I loved the setting even more, but that one is about their high school sweethearts. And then he, um, becomes a famous country musician, moves to Nashville. Okay. He has a kid. He comes. Oh yes. Because he comes back and he wants, he's moving back because he wants to be, he wants his daughter to be close to his grandparents or her grandparents. And he buys, um, Oh, this is really cute. I remember. So he, there was a little spot that they, um, used to go when they were teenagers and he bought that land and built a house right on where they used to sit. That was really cute. Um, but that one's like a, they were high school sweethearts. He moved away for a long time. He comes back. She's like, absolutely not. And he's like, absolutely we will. And then obviously they fall in love. 10 out of 10 recommend that one. 
Um, and the last one on mine is A Fate of Wrath and Flame. I don't want to say too much about how this is second chance, but I wanted to list this one because I want Amanda to read it. And I figured if I went ahead and spoiled a little bit that it's second chance, she might finally dive back into it. Because you know um, I'm trash for second chance. So. I know. And it is so good. Like it's so, so good. It's enemies to lovers second chance. So Amanda, Which that's better. Yeah. Um, and the whole premise of how it's second chance and how it enemies to lovers is just phenomenal. 10 out of 10. I've been saying 10 out of 10 a lot. I need to stop saying that. Um, but one a lot of good books. It's fine. Well, I just feel like I need a different way of saying that, but 100% recommend that one. I love that series so much. Um, it's not at all like Akatar, but it was one of the books that finally started to get me out of my Akatar slump the first time I read, well, my SJM film, just in general. Um, and I think it was because it was not similar at all that it kind of got me out of that, but it's, um, oh gosh, wish I, I wish I could say more about it, but I really want Amanda to read it. Kelsey and Julian, I would like for you to read it too, but I know you're not going to, so I'm just going to work on Amanda. Um, but I for sure recommend that one. If you like second chance, if you like enemies to lovers, if you like fantasy, I think I've said it on here before. I, I know me and Amanda have talked about it, but it has the most unique premise of any fantasy book I have ever read. Um, and it's an indie by K.A. Tucker, who writes The Simple Wild. So we love her. We love The Simple Wild. Amanda doesn't because she hasn't read it, but she will after she reads The Fate, Wrath, and Flame. <laughs> um, but her writing Madison style is just taking all of my next reads for me. Yes. Um, well, it's worked every other time. So true um her writing style is really good everything about it would recommend actually you know what might reread in a little bit okay what's everyone else's second chance recommendations I can do mine um I picked (laughs) the roughest draft by Emily Wibberly and Austin Stephen Broca um I love this book for a number of reasons First of all, because it was written by Emily and Austin, who you guys know are two of my all-time favorites. I absolutely adore everything they've ever written. Super excited for both their next adult coming out in January and then their next yacht in the spring. Um, But I also loved that it's a book about writers. Reading it, I have never felt more seen as a writer in my entire life than when I was reading this book. Um, especially since obviously Emily and Austin are writers they just really they get right to the heart of what it's like to be a writer with Katrina and Nathan and I absolutely love that and then I loved Katrina and Nathan's story um the forced proximity the mysterious reason that their partnership as the dual timeline duo, yeah well we're getting there give me oh. a second um the forced proximity the mysterious reason that their partnership deteriorated in the first place the slow burn the dual timeline, the dual POV, every word of this book was exquisite. Also honorable mention, since it comes out in two months from the day we're recording this episode, is um, my own second book on the line. Because Oh yes, my other honorable book. mention was, um, I didn't want to list this as one of mine because we talked about it so much, but I cannot mention Second Chance without mentioning You Deserve Each Other. We did a whole chaotic episode on why we love that book so much so go listen to that one um I think that's the episode that has like our least amount of listens which is just a shame 
because number one, that book is amazing. Number two, we're having Sarah on in a couple months. And number three, that episode is chaotic goodness. So you should listen to that. Listen to all the reasons why we love it. Second chance is the best. I'll die on that hill. I just know I laughed like that. Every time I tried to read something like a snippet from that book, I just laughed. Yeah. Because the book is, it's hilarious. And it's also sweet and heartwarming, but heartbreaking. And it's just, that book is chef's kiss. Yeah. Me and that bookshop owner in Chicago talked about it for a while. Um, when I was there, Kelsey, what's your favorite second chance? Um, so my favorite second chance is 28 Summers by Ellen Hildebrand. Oh, so good. It is so, so, so good. I love that book so much. Every now and then. So generally I love a book that will make me like laugh out loud, but every now and then I like get into my feels and really want a book that'll make me sob. That book stabs you in the heart repeatedly, but it is but in so, the best possible way. So good. Have I any love that you, book. Have so any, has anybody else read 28 I was Summers? just about to say, I haven't no. read that. Oh, oh, do it so, immediately. I feel like Jules would read the synopsis and be like, oh, I don't think so. Because it is. What is it about? So it's about this woman and she's on her deathbed and. Yeah, her son, she finds, or her son finds instructions to call this guy it's like this random number whenever she is in her last days so he calls and it's actually the president's like it's a candidate um a presidential candidate did I say that right it's his I guess it's her because the the I don't know how to describe this so it's a presidential candidate's um husband so so the female the woman is a presidential candidate and this number that the woman's son has to call it's her husband that he's called. yes so they're like oh my gosh why oh. how does mom know this guy and as it turns out they um were Had like fair lovers okay. back in the day and it's not even in a like yeah it's for 28 years they had had this um affair yeah like one what is it like one week a year one one, weekend one weekend um, yeah out of every year they have been a minute since I've read it but um which I mean that's not a spoiler the synopsis tells you that um but it's just it's so 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 good so good oh I love that book so much yeah I think I need to reread it just because I'm feeling like a good cry (laughs) what about you for second chance my second chance is Broken Miles. It is a divorce romance, which I feel like is very rare. I feel like we have a lot of second chance, but not many. Like they were married, they actually got a divorce, they were separated for years, and then they came back together. I feel like that's not very common. So um, it's just it's a really unique book. It's funny because you it's not a then and now timeline, but at the beginning of each chapter is an old text between them. So it'd be like basically they you know how we feel about the text he's working too much and he thought he was working for the family she thought you know like you're working just for yourself like just for money it was just you know bad miscommunication that happens when you are married and it was all very realistic and um I love the way they got together it has really good spice in it and then like it also is the first in the series so you get to see all the other brothers in it and well it's a whole family so the brothers and a sister um but it's just so good it's just a really all of her books that I've read have been great I know there are a couple that people don't love but the ones that I've read have all been incredible so I forgot to do my honorable mention let's hear it Kelsey do it do it now 
Um, it's in the end. My oh, book. For friends to lovers. No, for um, second yes, chance. Definitely a second yeah, chance. second chance. Sorry. Yeah, for second chance, which is currently unavailable on Kindle Unlimited. If you are trying to find it, because you're rebranding. We are rebranding. Hopefully, by the time um, this airs, it'll be back up. Yeah, it'll be back soon. We'll make sure. I of it. have an honorable mention also for Second Chance and Friends to Lovers, and that is my book. Just go with it. We haven't we haven't talked about Friends to Lovers yet. We have not talked about Friends to Lovers yet, but someone That's will be chatting. My- <laughs> All right. So my favorite trope is Friends to Lovers. Um, and I really originally wanted to do Childhood Friends to Lovers, but my like selection for that was 80 80 bitty so we expanded to friends to lovers and my picks were every summer after mr wrong number and the cheat sheet which are all three fantastic books dundee what do you think about it but why did you pick them this is the hard part because i don't remember (laughs) (laughs) okay it's like a read a book so she's a classic friends to lovers okay i got this i got this hold on okay so cheat sheet is a classic (laughs) oh my god (laughs) i knew she was gonna do that too (laughs) (laughs) it was just really good you said it so perfectly (laughs) yeah to copy you I'm okay, dead. So yeah, the cheat sheet. It's very like typical miscommunication, friends to lovers. It's some might call it a classic. Well, yes, some might call it. Imagine that. It's like one of those classic, it really is like best friends are in love with each other, but neither of them wants to mess with the status quo, so they refuse to say it. Yes, it's it's cute. So it's classic. For sure. I love reading in her point of view and like seeing her mindset. It cracks me up. Oh, it's also a hilarious book. Like you'll laugh out loud. And then can I, I picked. Can I read my favorite quote from that book? Even oh, though yes, please. we've talked about it before, I feel like. But um, my favorite quote from the cheat sheet is: "This is from what the heck is his name." Nathan. That's what I thought. But I was thinking of the roughest draft is also Nathan. So I was like, that ain't right. Is this it? is Nathan Donaldson. Yeah. Okay. So Nathan, this is from Nathan's point of view. And this is literally like the first paragraph of his first chapter, which is chapter three. Remember this? I also wrote it in my review. Anyway, um, the line is to my left is a floor to ceiling, $3 million view of the ocean. But to my right is the view I would give my soul to see every day for the rest of my life. And Brie is sitting to his right. Such a classic I line. Love it. That is so such a classic. I think she even made a reel of that. And it was, it was, it was uh-huh. real. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, I also picked Mr. Wrong Number. Sorry, Madison, what were you going to say? I was just going to add on the cheat sheet that. Oh, go ahead. It's a classic. Yeah, it is a classic <laughs> for sure. Um, but it is a really, really good example of friends to lovers. Um, I love their whole relationship, how they've been friends this whole time. Like there was no like, well, I guess she did leave. 
Never mind. Ignore all of that. I completely forgot she did leave him for a long time and they came back. I like that they just kind and of he was up. dating a girl named Kelsey. No, yeah. wait, he's the isn't he the one that left? Oh yeah, she made him. He's leave. the one that left for college and then yeah. came back. Oh, yeah, but okay. I just love that when they became friends again, they just picked up right where they left off. Yeah. Like nothing had had happened. It's and beautiful. I love I am such trash for a friends to lovers when there's a girlfriend at the beginning and they're like, Yes, no, I'm not going anywhere. Don't even try. And I'm like, will pick yeah, me girl. every single time because every time. I love that she starts to say it and um I love that she's so confident in it. She's like, <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah she knows exactly just, what's gonna happen she, with the whole conversation. Well, I love that the girlfriend is like, that's it. And she's like, don't say it. And she's like, it's me yes. or her. And Nathan's like, yeah. her. There's like no, no question about no, it. Time. There's no second guessing. Like, obviously her. Yeah. Doesn't that's that have big dating in it too? Yep. It does. Anyway. just and a, Nathan just a is so fine. He is. Well, he's I a football player, so. Yes. Only thing, I, can we cut, them, cut this I out? I love them sports romances. Okay, so I also really loved Mr. Wrong Number because I think they were like new friends, right? Whenever he sent the wrong text and they became friends. It was like tentatively because they were living together. Yeah, they hated but each they other. Also, yeah, up. they also knew each other from, I think you can take some liberties with that because they've known each other for their entire lives, basically because he's her brother's best friend. So, but we also, I love that they became friends through these texts and didn't know it was each other, you know, right. like they became Mr. Wrong Number and Miss Miss Style became yes. friends. And then, you know, Colin, Colin realized what was happening. Olivia became best friends. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. The classic. <laughs> okay also I really loved every summer after and I won't dive deep into this one because we've already had a podcast on it but that yeah so if you missed that episode go find it I wanted to use that one for second chance so badly that episode we talked about we discussed not only every summer after but love in other words by CeeLo as well so go find that episode if you haven't heard it already that one though is childhood friends to lovers which is my favorite of all time and both of those books are classics yeah, so go listen to that one. And then Pretty, like it. This CeeLo is the classic classic. And then the Every Summer After is a newer classic. How about that? Yeah. It's classic. Classic. Baby, I'm classic. No, it's baby, you're classic. You're so classic. <laughs> yeah, that's instant classic. Boys like, whoa. No. I just mixed two songs together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm screaming. Oh. <laughs> all right can I give my friends to lovers recommendation no I'm gonna give mine all right so I chose the play by L Kennedy um this book was one of the most perfect friends to lovers stories I've ever read um if you know anything about me and Jules we're both trash for L Kennedy especially off campus and Briar U oh, yeah. so this is the third Briar U book which is the spinoff of off campus hands down my favorite Hunter and Demi are hundred percent my favorite couple without question. So Hunter is practicing a self-imposed celibacy because he needs to keep his focus on hockey instead of messing around with the puck bunnies. I will censor my notes here. Um, and then he and Demi have a class together. And though 
Hunter is super attracted to her. She's got a boyfriend at the time, even if her boyfriend is a piece of shit. And so before anything romantic or any sexual intimacy is on the table, anything like that, they grow together as super good friends. So they're like, by the time they actually get together, they're best friends. And honestly, if you ask me, this is L. Kennedy's best work. I love them so much. They are one of my top favorite um, L. Kennedy couples. I mean, they're in my top three. Oh yeah. Um, Cause it goes, it's, I can't really pick between Garrett Dean and Hunter. So yes, (laughs) I love all three of them. Well, and I was going to say, and all three of those stories are so different too. Yes. I was going to say Jake Conley's in my top three. Oh, I do love, I love Jake, but I love Brenna more. So yes, I, I completely agree. I love, I just, they're so cute. I love them, but yeah, the, what is it? Is it the play? Yeah. The play is the, the one. With yes. The- yes. Okay. So the play I loved also because it was just, like you said, each one of her books are so different in that series. Like, and it each has like a different trope, but they're all the way through. And I don't know, mm-hmm. just something about that one always sticks out to me. It's one I, I really love like. When I think there's a lot of friends to lovers out there, obviously, but this one is one of the ones that is the like most pure sense of the trope, if you ask me. Okay, you guys might have convinced me to read them. They're hockey, they're hockey romances. So I feel like I'm turning you on to hockey. I think off campus is better than Briar U as a whole. I disagree. And that's because I don't love Tucker's book. Wait, hold on, hold on. I get them. Okay, see, yeah, you get them confused. Off campus is Garrett, Logan, and Tucker. Briar Briar U is the other four. So because I love all four of those. Briar U top to bottom, every last one of them was five star. Which one had the like pregnancy one? That's Tucker's book. Yes. Okay, see, that's not my favorite series because the only people like that was ruined. Yeah, that that book ruined that series for me. Me too. I like ruined it, but it's, it significantly dropped down the average. of. Yes. Yes. The other one, I like every single one of them, except like, I don't love what's the last one, the dare. Yeah. That one's fine. It's fine. I guess it's whatever. What's the one with the girls sitting like this? The deal, which I will be talking about when I start talking about my books. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. That's the only reason I haven't read those books yet. Well, it's either those covers or the shirtless man covers. So take your pick your poison. Yeah. Why can't they just get cartoon covers for that? At that point, I would love because to see when L. Kennedy movies. wrote them, it was like five years ago. Okay. Mads, what's your friends to lovers? Uh, my friends to lovers is Love Light. Um, it's the only one in that series that we have not talked about. No, we haven't talked about in the weeds on here. I guess the only one we've actually talked about is Nick Signals. But anyway. Um, I think my all-time favorite friends to lovers is the cheat sheet. Um, but Kelsey already stole that one from me. So my runner up is love light. Is that, is that bad to say? No. Okay. So my runner up is love light then. Um, I love, we've talked about these on here lots of times, so I won't talk about it a whole lot, but just the setting, the friends, the whole, oh my gosh, I don't want to ruin our friendship. I mean, we love also more fake dating. Yes. So a lot of fake dating today. I know. And I love it. I love (laughs) fake dating. It's one of my favorite tropes. So a friend faked. I mean, well, I mean, look at my book. It's not fake dating. It's marriage of convenience, but 
That's like a subset of fake dating. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, I consider it second chance marriage of convenience. So, Just all the things rolled into one. I really said, Chuck you know, who knows if this will go well. I'm going to romance check my favorite yes. trope just in case I don't write anymore. Hi, <laughs> right, Jules. What do you got one? for friends to lovers? Okay. Well, I again was trying to pick something that you guys have not read. So I picked Neighbor Dearest by Penelope Ward. Um, her writing style is really, really good. I feel like her covers are just so outdated. I think if this had a cartoon cover, everybody would run to read it like immediately because it is such a cute story. It's um the second story in like a series or a duet, really. It's just two of them, but it's really good. Um, this girl moves into this apartment. I can't even think of her name right now. But this girl moves into an apartment. The guy next door is being super loud and obnoxious with his dogs, who are called the Double Ds. And he, and then she goes over there and knocks on the door and is like, hey, can you get your dogs to hush? Or like, can you be more quiet? Because you're being really obnoxious. And I'm pretty sure dogs aren't allowed in this apartment. And he's like, why don't you go downstairs and like complain to the like the head guy or whatever? What's what's the name? Like the manager? Superintendent. I suppose. Yes, that of the apartment building and she's like you know what i will so the office hours are like the next morning so she goes in there and it's him he's the superintendent and it just gets me so tickled i love it they are so funny and i like that they are friends for an entire year before anything happens with them but it's not a slow burn in the book it like like it goes by fast um but before they're officially together it's like a full year of her living there and stuff and they just become so close and he has um some health problems and she i love a good like sick character scene so like he has some health problems and she is like nursing him back to health i mean it was just it's the sweetest thing it's a really really good story um it's also really really spicy and sometimes mm. it's really good i love that it is some good spicy scenes i chose fake dating as my trope um the first book that i chose was the deal by l kennedy obviously everyone and their mother has read this or at least heard of this book you've seen it all over bookstagram because everybody is obsessed with the series and rightly so but um Basically, it follows Garrett Graham, who is a hotshot Briar U hockey player, and he knows it. And then Hannah Wells, who is a girl that's in a class with him, and he is not doing great in this class, and he needs a tutor, and Hannah is doing really well in this class. So basically, he approaches her, asks her to tutor him, and in exchange, he will help her basically like get the attention of this guy that she's interested in who happens to be a football player. Um, it's a, you know, one of those things where like all the athletes know each other. So he's going to pretend to date her to help her get the attention of this football player that she actually wants to ask her out. And what I love about this book is obviously the fake dating, but also there's some trauma that both of these characters have to heal from. It's not just Hannah's is a physical type of trauma and Garrett's is an emotional type of trauma but they both really went through a lot of shit before and they really help each other heal which I absolutely love it's so good watching I love how Hannah feels so safe with Garrett even after she's been so hurt like so badly by men before him and she has every right to be just like swear off men forever and whatever but with Garrett she actually feels really safe um and he's I wrote, he's such a ladies man, someone who has definitely slept his way around campus, but with Hannah, he's so soft and sweet. And I love watching him change his ways for her. 
I just think it's so precious. So it's one of those fake dating that turns into an actual relationship. And uh, I love Garrett and Wellesley forever. They're just two of my absolute favorites. Jules gets it. I totally get it. All right. Um, the second book that I chose is The X Talk. This book um, is by Rachel Lynn Solomon. It's a few years old. But what I loved about this book is that it's fake dating, but it's got a twist to it. So the um, Shay and Dominic are the two main characters and they work at a radio station together. And basically, I haven't read it in a while. So like one or both of them has a job that's on the line and they're they come up one of them I think it's Shay comes up with this idea for this like relationship like dating advice radio show whatever and her boss gives her the go-ahead the green light as long as she does it with Dominic and she and Dominic don't get along they're office rivals basically and I love this take on fake dating because it's like they haven't actually dated before but for the sake of this radio show they have to pretend like they have so it's like they have to pretend like they've dated and then separated. So that's why the the book is called The X Talk because that's the name of the radio show. And this book had all of my favorite things in it, a mutual dislike for each other at the beginning. Um, they had to fake their romantic relationship. And there's a whole lot of forced proximity because obviously they're co-hosts on this radio show together. And there's an instance of one bed as well. So it's got all of my favorite things. My third book is The Bodyguard by Catherine Center. Um, Madison and I recently read this right before it came out. This is honestly Catherine Center's best work, if you ask me. So it does not get talked about enough. We mentioned this earlier in our group chat too. But first of all, the it's I love the protector, protectee type of thing going on with these two. But the thing that I love about it is that um, Hannah is the bodyguard and Jack is the man that she's tasked with protecting. So it's a little flip-flop on that typical, you know, protector, protectee type of thing, but I absolutely loved it. And um, so what happens is that Jack's safety is threatened by some crazy ass stalker. Hannah's firm is called in to protect Jack. Basically Jack as an A-list actor, he doesn't want people to know that he has, you know, his life is in danger or he's got some crazy stalker. He doesn't want to alarm his family. So he basically forces Hannah into pretending to be his girlfriend so that she has a reason to stay close to him constantly, has a reason to be around his house, his family, like all of this stuff, whatever. And I loved, I loved these two together. Obviously they're oil and water at first, but the more, you know, they get to know each other, the I love watching Hannah fight her attraction to him too. I think it's perfection, but also I loved all the secrets about Jack's past, which, you know, you'll learn as the book goes on and ultimately where these two ended up, it's, this book is so sweet. And like I said, it's Catherine Center's best work, in my opinion. I have that one sitting on my shelf and I haven't picked it up yet. It's wonderful. I haven't actually read any Catherine Center before. Oh, I love that one. And I love Things You Save in a Fire. I've heard yeah, that one. I have good. read. Um, I've read Things You Save in a Fire, The Bodyguard, and How to Walk Away. How to Walk Away, it was good, but it's my least favorite of the three. I think I have How to Walk Away. the third away. one in that series. What You Wish For. Yeah. I that have that really on my shelves. I just, haven't, I just haven't read it yet. I started Things You Save in a Fire on Audible, and for some reason, I didn't finish it. 
but I did like how it started. I might have to go back. I love this book. All right. What's everybody else's fake dating recommendations? Um, let me see. Oh, the soulmate equation. Um, I feel like this book is not talked about enough by CeeLo. Oh, it's a very uh, underrated CeeLo book, in general. but it's so good. It's one of my favorite by them. I love the whole premise. I know it's completely unbelievable. And that's why people don't talk about it as much, but I'm like. my I love that book, but my one problem with it was that all of the science stuff went right over my head and it took me out of the story a lot. So I started it and that was my problem and I couldn't, I don't know. I just didn't feel very smart. <laughs> like I worked, I worked through it, but like the DNA stuff just like, Way I feel like they probably just did a lot of research on things and wanted to include it to yeah I think they could have toned it down I still that book is fa- fabulous I love that book so much I love and the I'm whole very... premise for the fake dating it's also yeah. another grumpy sunshine isn't it I think so yes um I didn't want that to sound like I dnf'd it because you know that I hate the letters dnf i will eventually finish it we know what was his name it's jess davis and then river pena is the dr river i loved river he was me too very fine i loved the scene um with the pictures it's where i kind of got the inspiration for wes and lowe's little picture scene i mean there's in a car but when they're taking um, oh, that I got it for that, but I also got it for their wedding pictures, um, because I loved that scene so much, but I just love the idea of like, not only having to be all up in each other's business for these pictures, but like having to look in love and having to do all of these ridiculous poses that you make couples do right. when you're actually not together, because right. that's just hilarious to me. I love that whole scene. Another thing that I surprisingly loved about this book was that it's got like a single parent too, because Jess yeah. is a single mom, which I love. Um, she's super skeptical of the whole dating app culture as she should be. Mm-hmm. But when Fizzy convinces her that she has to like, you know, submit her DNA on a lark to this thing and it comes back that she's matched to River who she knows because he, they go to the same coffee shop. And she calls him Americano, which I think is hilarious. It also, like, that makes me think of um, Accidentally Amy, too, kind of. But mm-hmm. I I love that they just, like, don't, she doesn't, she's not a huge fan of him to begin with, but she agrees to give it a shot, so. Yeah. And then they grow to love each other, and it's it's sweet. I also really just love, like, Grumpy Hero. I mean, we just did a whole podcast, basically, on that, but, um that he's kind of grumpy I wouldn't say she's necessarily sunshine personality but he's definitely grumpy and I like how um they fit together yeah all right tell us what's your fake dating recommendation my fake dating recommendation is better than the movies by Lynn Painter Mm, I need to finish that which it's a it's a young adult but it doesn't read like a young adult it's very very cute it's about um this girl who really likes this guy and so she talks this her neighbor actually I guess it could also be enemies to lovers but she talks him into um like fake dating her to get the attention of this right guy that comes back into town after a while and like Wellesie and Garrett Graham yeah I've never read that though 
Jules, what's your pick? Oh, the temporary Remy, which we've already talked about. But yeah, that's my favorite fake dating. I don't, maybe not my top favorite, but my favorite that we haven't really discussed that much. Um, I don't know. Just something about it is really good because it is very different. I don't like a pregnancy book, mostly because I've been pregnant and I'm like, that is not romantic. Let me tell you. It is, um, it's rough. I don't know about other people. Maybe some people have like that fantasy pregnancy where it's just beautiful and perfect and you feel like you're just gonna birth a little butterfly. I never had that. I always felt like death and I loved, I liked being pregnant because I thought it was very sweet, but yeah, I just feel like it was one of those where, again, I avoided it for a while because I don't like a pregnancy romance but this one was done right it like it served all of its purposes it was very accurate about the pregnancy it didn't make me feel like it was you know um that's what I'm looking for I don't know it just felt real it, all of it did and it felt like the reason they fell in love was very sweet it wasn't like just because they were fake dating they were forced to be together all the time it was truly like he was falling for her and it, I don't even know how to explain it unless you've read it it's just a very unique read especially considering all of those things and I don't know something about it I just loved well she's also talked about how that book or that whole series is like her like ode to moms I guess and like yes. that you can still feel sexy and still like have love when you're pregnant or a mom or yeah. all those things would you rather drop your favorite book in the toilet or would you rather watch it fall into a wood chipper um toilet toilet I feel like I can dry it out I'm gonna go with the wood chipper I'll just buy a new book before I plunge my hand into it <laughs> yeah I'm yeah. also gonna you go can't with flush it you'd still have to get it out of there I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go plumber. with wood chipper for the exact same reason and like Kelsey said I can buy a new book regardless so I guess that's true. I'm not saying I would try to reuse it after it's been in the toilet, but I just feel like that'd probably be easier to deal with. I feel like it would be too. I don't know. It also seems like something that would happen to me. See, here's my thing though, is <laughs> if it falls into a wood chipper, it's dust. But if it falls into a toilet, you still have true. to fish it out of the toilet and deal with it after. So actually it's easier to deal with if it falls into the wood chipper because you don't have to deal with it at all. Mm, that's a good point if it falls into the toilet then you got to clean it up you know get gloves sanitize disinfect and then that toilet water <laughs> is going to get all over the place because you have to carry it from the toilet to the garbage can the wood chipper just destroyed it so it's just gone poof bye it's a lot cleaner of an option <laughs> yep that's my thought i found a good would you rather okay okay mine is would you rather read a book that is written really poorly but has great plot or read a book that has bad like doesn't have great plot but it's written super well poorly but great plot yeah I think same it would drive I feel like it would drive me nuts I'm not gonna lie but like if it's like I've read books that are written really well that have absolutely no plot and they're awful I so it's like I would rather have the poorly written book yeah, because right. at least the plot it's, is interesting enough to make me keep reading. Yeah, I would say that's like some KU fantasies right there. 
yeah some k your romance is too for that matter i feel like that's my work in progress okay kelsey Kelsey. but it's fine it's not oh answer the question um yeah i'm gonna say a good plot but poorly written jules fine yeah good plot poorly written Woo. Who's next? next? I can go. Trying to find one. Would you rather always have to read in the dark or always read books with tiny text? Tiny text. In the dark. Tiny text, because I got these bad boys. I can see. Well, I mean, like, do you have a flashlight or like, no. Oh, just complete darkness with no light? I mean, how would that work? I I guess I'd do tiny text. Okay, you have a flashlight. We'll make an amendment. You can't Um, amend the would you rather after we start talking about it. That's bullshit. You have to read in the pitch blackness. Okay, but here's the thing about that. Is if you can only read in the dark, that Kindles exist for a reason. Okay, touche. I pretty much only read in the dark because I only read at night for the most part. So Yeah, and there's also that caveat too. Like, what if... They I'm gonna mean, stick with my original answer to read in the dark because what that's if obviously they mean the correct that you answer. Only read in the dark, like you can only read at night. You have to interpret it a certain way, I guess. I might my answer is still tiny text, but my answer is still tiny text, but I think there's a couple of different ways you could go with the reading in the dark. I'm gonna go with tiny text because my dad always used to tell me whenever I was a kid and I would read like turn on a light or your eyes are gonna go bad. Yeah, yeah, luckily you've got perfect eyesight now, so. Okay, I'm just picking off a list. Um, would you rather write books that are so-so, but as you keep writing, they become better and more well-known, aka me, um, or only write three incredible books that are so popular and everybody loves them, but you have to stop your career right there? Three yeah, incredible books. Worse. Mm, I'm going to go with start as a so-so writer and keep getting better as I continue. Me too, because I feel like that's me right now. Um, okay i changed my mind also like i don't want to only write three books and then be done i'd like to keep writing for as long as possible so same no especially if you were like emily henry level success with her first three books and then you had to just like stop or like taylor jenkins read where her first three like imagine if tjr never got to write daisy jones or evelyn hugo or malibu rising and she had to stop after like um forever interrupted and one true loves and whatever that third one is i guess you also did say so 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 i mean it's not like you're starting out bad bad yeah and then you get progressively better as you go i feel like that's most authors i feel like that's the average i think the whole point of being a writer is the ability to get better as you go i would rather i don't want so and get better than to have like a a really instant success book and never be able to follow it up yeah exactly next week on the podcast we are going to be catching up on what we've been reading and writing and we're also going to be doing a mini review of when in rome and then the week after that is our halloween free-for-all so make sure to listen in for our spooky recommendations i'm super excited because that episode airs on halloween too so it's kind of the perfect halloween listen that's so good yes so please message us or comment on one of our posts what um spooky reads you've been reading because we still not have all chosen books and maybe we'll give you a little shout out on the pod Yes, please do that. 
All right, boys and girls, thank you so much for listening. <laughs> Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform um, and go over to our Instagram at hasandheartbreak.pod. We would love to have you over there. Um, and yeah, have a good fall weekend. Actually, this is coming out on Monday. Have a good fall week. Spooky and fall and leaves and orange hearts. See you next time, heartbreakers. Bow chicka bow wow. <laughs> Shoot yeah boy. And we yeah, out. <laughs>